0: Hello everybody, welcome to Formlessness, the show that's always being, hope you're being always, I know you're being always, yes you're being always. Okay, let's get into the episode. Today we're talking about consent and what that means and how that is the core issue. And I'm sorry for having this fucking whack ass mic that's full of plosives and s's which we need much less of in our world today um, so give me money please I buy a better mic and if you don't give me money I will get a better mic soon anyway um, except actually I'll be dead I'll be star I'll be I'll be starving if you don't give me money <laughs> okay so, what i did just then is sick and wrong because i am not only i'm not i'm i'm manipulating you emotionally to try and get what i want and that's something that i did not ask consent for and therefore it's evil and these things are our ways of being and our little sayings and and transactional moments are rife with these things that are not consensual, that are manipulative. And this issue is at the root cause of all suffering and distortion and wrongdoing in our reality uh, globally and in, in this, the united sexual assault uh, place the usa where everybody is being raped and manipulated and unconsensually influenced and magnetized in ways that uh make everyone uh want to kill themselves and kill everybody else so this must end and um this last episode of this podcast is an example of me as a sexual assault survivor, attempting to do what we all do, which is to rationalize and process what has been done to us and try to come to terms with it and try to accept it and try to develop a narrative where we are um happy and peaceful and whole in the midst of this experience of being violated and you can listen to that episode if you're curious um but it's not really a solution it is merely a um an expression of the uh normal human attempt to heal response to 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 uh, assault. So today we're going to be talking about this with, with what the solution really is. And I have more uh, self-awareness and more space that I have used to process these things and think about them. So hopefully in this episode that you're listening to right now, hello, um, we will... I will be able to share um, tools and a perspective that I believe is um, solving all problems and creating world peace. Um, So yeah, let's look at the Israeli, uh, Gaza, Palestine, Hamas, Israel, conflict right so this we'll look at this as a metaphor of everything everything is existing in the same way right now where there are two sides and i and we can see these two sides from both sides (laughs) so um and we go back and forth, and for me, and, and I know for you, like, we all have things that we feel personally um, attached to in terms of our perspective and our personal experience and what things have harmed us and what things have been unconsensual to us and what things haven't. I talked about this last episode, but you know, there's this whole thing between, um, sorry, just making sure my turn the stove off because I heard a weird sound. Um, so yeah, I'm living in a place. I'm staying in a place right now where this shit is going crazy. People are just raping each other and that it's just a rape machine. I rape you, you rape me. We all try and out, um, we all try and step to each other to compete for space and we're just killing each other. Boom, boom, boom. Every, every, with all of our actions in this area. So um, I am frustrated and I apologize for um, not having a safe space to maintain focus during this podcast recording. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely crazy making and that's very much the intention of the status quo right now, globally, is to create uh, chaos amongst the populace so that the people who are insulated enough to protect themselves in a 3D way by living on large plots of land where no one is allowed to come near them can, can hijack and monopolize the ability to have a healthy body and a focused system therefore maintain control and power over the rest of the the 99%. Anyway, um I got off track there because I was fucking raped. So let's get back to what I was saying, which is like how we all we can see things from both sides, right? The person who is is raping me by uh stepping into my space without consent is feels terrible about themselves and is in a reaction where they are trying to regain their sense of autonomy and freedom and wholeness of self. But it's being, it's coming from the same, you know, it's creating the same thing that caused it. Like this person feels like they are being taken from. So then they act in a way that takes from other people. And this is what happens, it flip-flaps, flip-flaps, it flip-flaps, aw, it flip-flaps on both sides, Um, whether it's masculine or feminine energy, whether it's uh, internal or external control and manipulation, you know, whether it's physical actions or mental, emotional, psychic frequencies, all of these things are real and great but they have to be engaged with in terms of relating to and sharing with other sharing space with other people in a way that's consensual and respectful and there has to be a i mean this is what the uk is knows which is that we all collectively share the physical and imaginational space so going back to the golden rule of imagining how we want to be treated and how we want to feel, and using that as the baseline foundation for projecting our imagination of what and who other people are and how we treat them. And this, of course, has a unlimited amount of problems in the United States and in other places where the baseline, many other places where the baseline of culture status quo is already unconsensual, whether that's from a government standpoint or a religious background. The many, many most maybe, well, I don't know. Many countries are in this this foundational place where there already is chaos, there already is a feel a survival mode that is being triggered constantly in the populace of the area so imagining doing you know doing what the UK does is not uh viable on a pragmatic level although it is the goal post in terms of a um, idea of a harmonious peaceful balanced universe so what I want to say about this is like when people are already feeling hurt, there is a bunch of triggers that happen and there, this cohesion of imagination is not, doesn't function because what I could imagine how I want to be treated might overthrow someone's um, subtle boundary and therefore trigger their survival response and then put them into a reactory state where they take an action that is destructive So, what do we do about this? Going back to the Gaza-Palestine conflict um, and how we can all see things from both sides, um, which, of course, is the first step to creating uh, peace and function. I say that, okay, I'm getting... What I want to say about the Israeli-Palestine conflict is like, both sides feel that they are uh, deserving of an ode, and I'm just putting words in people's mouths and I'm dumbing this down, but just as a metaphor, both groups of people feel that they have a right to be on this area of land. And the conflict comes from aside from you know whatever harm people have caused on each other the conflict comes from a segregation and a judgment towards someone else where i'm viewing a different human being as something other than myself because of their background and their beliefs and this is the core problem whether it's you know ooh, palestinian and are Israeli people or men and women or white uh, Caucasian and Mexican people, all of these things come from a, the, the there is no problem other than the viewing of the other as someone other than yourself at the core level. Now, taking it one step back, into the taking it one step you could say one step back you could say zooming in a little bit more into the day-to-day pragmatic uh reality of what is going on many of these um mismatches in the status quo of the imagination of the other are of course well yeah okay i'll come back to this what i was going to say about uh South and North American uh, cultures and just say that the, um, the thing that gets in the way of the imagination of the other and of creating a cohesive and harmonious, balanced, peaceful, and free reality for all people, of course, is from COVID. And so COVID is multiple things. It's a simulacrum for a lot of things, and it's an amalgamation of a lot of things. So I'm just going to talk about the different entities which uh, COVID is. So first of all, COVID in terms of the physical biological virus is a man-made, lab-created, psychological warfare uh weapon which um there's some movie about this that i don't want to recommend people see that's not good but that's also about this where like a soldier gets given this drug and he goes on all these crazy hallucinations and this is what covid is literally this is what that virus is and does it's a psychological has nothing to do with physical well-being in terms of a cold flu reality it's It is a psychological, psychedelic that is um, evil. So COVID on a more general level, the idea and the simulacrum of what it is, is a way of gatekeeping social acceptance. And this is why you know, this is the desired effect of this being released into the world is to create a segregation, anger, confusion between people so that they can't communicate with one another. And so their the evolution of the species stops because evolution comes from people of different backgrounds and different people with different vocabularies, different areas of expertise and different Opinions, being able to converse, communicate with one another, share ideas, and be heard and seen on a two-way basis where both parties are able to share their information and feel heard and seen and respected. This is what moves time forward. And this is literally, literally the language is the evolution process. So what this has done is because of the differences in cultural ethnic religious backgrounds of people from different areas this center point of covid has been interpolated interpreted and interpolating meaning interpreted and then used in, in, in a way that has different meanings so it still at a baseline level exists as a as a uh, a bound, um, a wall to social acceptance, or or a a perceived, um, yeah, uh, what's the what's the word, um, boundary? I guess it's a it's a gate. It's a way to gatekeep people, and it's a way to you. It's a universal way where you can use that concept as, to ridicule someone and make it so someone is. Outcast from society, so that no one will listen to them, no one will take them seriously, people will project all their problems on them. And interestingly, in America, uh, being a powerful uh, catalyst for change globally, the problem and solution for this lies in the lies and truths in the um, cohabitation and combining the wisdom of Northern and Southern America. Because these cultures are two different sides of the polarity spectrum. Of what? Well, of course, the equator. And south of the equator... The truth is lies and God is the devil because it's the underworld it's it's below the equator it's not bad or wrong it's simply the inverse truth that is exactly reflected in the opposite way and so in order for and so so basically there are um like I said at the beginning, America, United States is the uh, United Sexual Assault. <laughs> the USA stands for United Sexual Assault, where everybody is um, assaulted and where the way the status quo of society is based on these sexual assault uh, adjacent um, ways of being that are power dynamics, that are image, that are all of these things to maintain control and wholeness in a world where everyone is being pricked and pinned for uh, unconsensually, which is the worst thing, the worst wrong, the worst sin. And interestingly, South America is in a way this times a thousand. So the wisdom and the culture of South American people is very, very far advanced in terms of processing and dealing with these kinds of energies in a way to remain whole and balanced as the individual self in a world, in a jungle, full of things that are creeping and crawling and penetrating the boundary of the self. So, the key to health and balance is in looking to the wisdom of these cultures. However, that's only one half of the key. The other half of the key is is looking at the other end of the spectrum, Canada, the North, the place where this horrible invasion of boundaries unconsensually, it doesn't exist, where conscious um, consent is a reality and a foundation where people's boundaries are felt and people interact in a way which acknowledges each other's boundaries and asks for permission before engaging in a different way, at a different level, at a different um, intimacy, all of these things. The true reality of the fact that we all sense and feel the world around us is acknowledged and respected. And this is what is missing, in or needed as a as a key for the the South, the Southern American cultures, because this constant fight and um, physical reality of fending off all of the energies that um, are trying to you know slither their way into one's aura um, results in a feeling of animalistic nature, of you know, it's the it's the sadness and shame and, of feeling less than human, of feeling like I am not a creator of my universe because I am constantly battling these, um I don't know. I mean these these, you know, it comes from living in, in a jungle that's full of insects and creatures of all kinds and learning to find the center of the self, which is so useful, but then it also the part of that collective karma of these um, cultures as we all grow and evolve, into one homogenous free species of people who are conscious and able and free to create their own reality as a conscious creator. Um, What's needed for these cultures is to understand the, have the space and understand the reality of communicating from a conscious place as opposed to communicating from a subconscious place. So, This is what is wreaking the most havoc in America and specifically and uh, the same function is doing the same thing uh, across the globe in terms of the different um, neighboring cultures that whose wisdom and information is not being allowed or having the space to co-mingle and to communicate with enough bandwidth. The bandwidth comes from respect and peace and being able to share ideas and hear and listen and learn how to do that in a way that is respectful to the other person, regardless of how alien their information might feel to you. It doesn't matter if you really understand something, that someone is saying, you can still listen and hear and glean what you can in a way that is respectful to them as a person. And this is the key. The key to all of this is be seeing humanity as one thing, which it is. We are a species, and everyone who is in a human body is a human. And therefore, that is the boundary of how we treat other people. We treat other people the same regardless of what they look like, what gender they are, where they're from, regardless of anything. The s- simple fact that they are there's a human body, whether you think it's embodied by a demon or an angel or an uh, old person, young person, doesn't matter. We all have the same vehicle of this species of the physical human body, and that has a very simple and straightforward set of needs in order to function correctly. And all we need to do, this is the foundation for a global imagination of the golden rule. How do I want to be treated and how can I treat people in a way that reflects how I want to be treated, right? The way that we can do this globally, that is free from the distortions of specific cultural backgrounds, is by realizing the fundamental basic necessities of the human body from a pragmatic physical level. You could say scientific, it's not really even um, uh, at that level. It's, It's more simple than that. It's just standard physicality that affects spirituality and science in the same way. And that is that, we, I mean, I, at this point, I'll just say that what human beings need to be healthy is not being given in terms of how we interact with one another. And the way that this, I mean, I think we should all for ourselves think about our bodies as a impersonal um, global standard for existence In a conscious way, which we all are, and think about and just ponder this and come to because we will all come to the same conclusion of a few basic standards that we all feel are healthy ways of our system interacting, responding, moving uh, throughout this planet. So that is not going on. There is this rape that's existing on all these levels constantly, um, that is like this power grab and this sort of um, attempt for dominion um, in a way that destroys everything around it, whether it's coming from the masculine or the feminine. um, They're both doing it, these energies, in different ways. And so... There are, that was a long tangent. I think there's something I was going to circle back to. Um, but again, I'm not really in a safe place. Although speaking like this is helping that, that reality to be created in my aura around me. However, that continually gets cut through, sliced through in a way that is not consensual, and in a way that does not reflect the reality of what a human body is. And therefore, um, I am not fully functional because my soul has been ripped out of my body by rape. Um, Oh yeah, and I guess like, the other thing I wanted to say about this is that this is a really delicate matter because with different cultures there, the coming together of the information and wisdom of both and the, um, what is the word? There's such a good word for this. The melding of the two into one cohesive third, new set of information It is kind of a delicate thing because there is this differentiation and this incongruency between definitions of meaning of things. So, um, I want to, I don't know if I should share this. Yeah, there's things that I want to talk about that I don't want to share because I have shared them in the past with people, and they have misinterpreted them, and and created this sort of tangential strain of this path uh, of reality that's not reflective of me or cohesive of what I believe. Um, and that has happened because I've shared things with people who misinterpret them, who don't, um, who are not yet able to understand the dimension that I'm speaking of things from and that take them literally and personally in a way that causes a lot of even more problems because it's even further digressing down a a um, false path so things relating to sexuality and um That uh, I, so I don't, I I think I'm ready to talk about this, but it has to do with the, so let's, let's think about this. This is the same thing as what I've been talking about for all of this episode so far, the same metaphor is at play, the same function is at play, um, but in terms of gender, identity, and sexuality, I'm just going to take a sip of tea. I'm going to share the tea, not spill it. So, all right. So this is going to this is going to divulge and divert. It's going to divert into a sort of more. Casual um, slash intimate um, linguistic set of parameters. <laughs> so, um, thanks for listening. If you listen to this so far, the best way, because of the things I've talked about on this show, it, it um, shadow bans it on many platforms so it won't get recommended or shared or. Sometimes it won't even show up to people who are already subscribed. So the best way to support this show is to, um, share it with people one, one-on-one. If there's someone that you feel it's relevant to, or that can spark a conversation between you and your personal relationship, um, yeah, share the show. Um, also most of these, there's video for them. There's not video for this one, um, because I'm not in a safe enough space to create that foundation. Um, I've tried. But anyway, let's get into this. Um, thinking, of, Think about two women... Oh, I love thinking about this. <laughs> no, but they're, you know, getting dressed together. There is this... They're... Um, they are experiencing something that people might say is sexuality, and they are they're 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 experiencing their sexuality together, but it's not a home. What's the word? Home, uh, homosexual. And hopefully, you know what I mean. You know, it's a thing of like. You know, girls being, experiencing sexuality together in a way that's not homosexual. Because they're just, they're just two or more girls and they're, they're doing their thing. They're feeling good and they're enjoying that together. Um, And they're existing together in a way that is um, connected, but it is not about being lustful towards one another it is sharing the space and sharing the feeling and that's beautiful in a way that is not about anyone's identity or anyone's ego it's just being in the moment feeling good in the body and this same thing exists for uh, male people, for men as well. But there is a fracture there in the space for that to happen, where I can feel it even as I'm talking about this. There's a very large force of belief systems which do not have the space for that uh reality to exist because there's so much trauma associated with this and the status quo parts of the status quo aren't ready to hear something like this um and they will just misinterpret it and you know for good reason because the um social conditioning teaches everybody to interpret this this way so maybe i've already said as much as i can but basically it's like can I even bring this up without being called gay, right, as a male-presenting person? A lot of people there's uh, say, no, I can't even bring this up because I brought this up and now I'm gay and I'm homosexual. And that's not true. And it's okay to be gay if you're gay. I I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it may, maybe it's okay, maybe it's not. You know, it's like for you to decide. I am not going... And this is, again, the, the boundary. It's like my your sexuality has nothing to do with me. And if I have any opinion about your sexuality, that's on me. And that's something that I need to look at in myself. However, I personally have been put in this very uh, difficult place where I... Uh, I'm not gay, I, but I feel like I can't say that without being defensive. And even bringing it up, there's all these differing perspectives. Like there's the whole other community of being like, it's all just a spectrum. There is no straight, there is no gay. And that I also agree with, but I don't feel safe saying that without being treated in certain ways that to take my th- the amount of times I'm raped my in in the sense of when I say rape I mean my boundaries are being crossed without consent and without care um, that seems to raise that bar so now I'm being caught in this distorted slow f- slowing down of reality because um, I'm putting my I'm feeling caught in a defensive survivalist state and this of this is heavily um, projected and um, what's the word um, I just said the I just said it but there's someone listening to me right now and they're reacting to what I'm saying and that's like distracting me And they're reacting in a way that's like kind of uh, creating a, it's not something that I asked for or yeah, and it's being done in a way that's like um, about me (laughs) and it's this sort of like jabbing thing that's, it's again, it's not consensual. And I understand we share space and there's, there's subtle vibrations that affect people. And I acknowledge that and the, you know, and maybe I say triggering things, but that is not, what I am doing is talking from a conscious place to you in my own house and the idea that it's okay to react and respond to someone doing that in a way that is disruptive to them is the worst crime it is being raped so hopefully i can so yeah this idea of of even that sexuality is a spectrum causing a reaction in people which causes them to treat others differently is heavily conditioned is the word in a lot of different cultures and this also is at the core of the all of the problems in the world where men feel like they can't enjoy their sexuality when there is other men present because there is this trauma of having to be an alpha male and that all other males are trying to steal and and take from each other which is not true and is very old very 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 old and the same space that exists for women of being together feeling good in our bodies and enjoying intimacy in a loving way without there being a huge fear or um what's the word um um, quarantining of sexual energy um that needs to change as well and that's also the, the core of all these problems that creates all of this i mean that really in a way in a certain dimension is at the core of all of this reality of you know, 20, 50 people, 50 old men creating all of the imbalance and suffering for billions of people because they want to, that is the only way they found to feel good about themselves because they don't allow themselves to enjoy each other. Yeah. Because in a reality, like I, can see myself doing homosexual acts from a place of love where my love for the soul of the person transcends the physical and giving them pleasure uh, would feel good to me. But I feel like I can't really say that without being completely um, labeled as gay. In a way that negatively impacts my social reality and that doesn't reflect my uh, who I am or what I'm trying to present to the world. And that happened to me because I tried to, that happened to me a few years ago because I tried to talk about this uh, with someone who couldn't understand and who then because they weren't ready to understand, then, you know, uh, told a bunch of people that I was gay. And then that uh, uh, impacted my ability to have opportunities in the society that I was in. And that's so sad. And again, you know, it, that's so sad if you are gay or if you do have a a certain way of identifying that is prejudiced against but for me it put me in this really frustrating position where I felt like I was in a corner that I couldn't get out of because if I respond if I um, you know rejected this then I was being defensive about it and then you know when I did that people would you know, rape me again and steal my own ability to identify myself away from me and tell me that I have this defensive reaction because I am gay. And it's like this whole thing. And the same thing exists for COVID. The same double-sided social penetration system, which puts people into a corner that they can't get out of, where their true voice and identity sovereignty is taken from them forcibly and these you know these and in a way the uh, this is the same exact thing where the idea that sexuality is one thing that's not segregated it's one spectrum and the idea that reality is one spectrum is the same function and this is what People are conditioned to be so, so, so afraid of. And that fear allows them to be controlled. And that fear allows them and makes them a host for the will of people who are trying to destroy humanity. Um, Yeah, and so the key to this is is put, getting everyone's perspectives, uh, it, it, it's the key, it's the same key uh, that there always has been, which is sharing the wisdom of culture through stories and communication from a peaceful, artistic point of view. I mean, don't get me started on artistic autistic. Autism is just people who are really intelligent and sensitive who are artists who have been tricked into identifying themselves in a way that is um, derogatory, essentially. And instead of learning how to hold their sensitivity in a way that is respectful to their level of sensitivity, they are just given meth, Um to destroy the sensitivity. So, you know, um, yeah. And also, um, I think that the age of sexual consent should be 15, not 18. Big gulp, big gulp for me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take another sip of my tea. I'm just going to let that, I'm just going to let that ride for a minute because I, uh, have all these girls coming on to me who are less than 18 and that's put me in a very scared place. (laughs) That has been very scary for me. Um, but I was thinking for a while for like the last eight months or so this has been happening. And, but I was thinking back to my own life because essentially, you know, that just puts me in a place of being like afraid. It's the same thing as being gay or being of COVID, right? It's this immediate fear response like, Oh no, I'm a pedophile (laughs) because a young girl likes me. Um, But I was thinking back to my own life when I was 15 and realizing that and looking at other people, looking at my brother and looking at other young people and realizing that at that age, there is the sexual awakening of adulthood. We're definitely not, people are definitely not adults at that age or at age 18 or at even age 20. I don't know. I'm about to turn 29, man. And I really feel like I think it's 27 for, for men, man. <laughs> um, I don't think I was an adult till I was 27 or maybe even 28. Yeah, until I was done with my 27th year, I feel like I was not an adult. So I'm basically almost two years old now. Oh, and it really feels like it. And it's really... <laughs> It's true. But anyway, going back to, to 15 being the, the age of the sexual awakening and realizing how, like, when I was 15, I didn't fucking have sex with my super hot girlfriend because I was uh, essentially seeing myself and being taught to see myself as too young and, and, and all of the other... Uh, dogma and shit about sex Not dogma Dogma's, I don't know You know, you know what I'm t- It's, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff around sex uh, I, I grew up in that I was influenced by Christianity Fundamentalist Christianity But anyway Look at my brother, seeing him when he was 15 He's so uh, hot And now he's 18 And um. Or 19 or something. Yeah. What the hell am I? No, he's 19 now. Yeah. Um, and just feeling like there is like this, this sexual awakening and this passion that's like very connected to the soul and the self and very direct at that age. But then over the next three years, that is kind of stunted and distorted because people are still being treated as minors, as children, and there is a disrespect there that that negates the truth of the beauty and it and it uh it's not dogma but there's this other word um taboo that's the word it makes it it makes your own sexuality feel taboo from ages 15 to 18 at least in my experience looking back on it and seeing it in other people and i feel like if that was acknowledged in a real way then that force which is the true self the true soul's force the the soul creates in reality through sexual energy and when we can allow people to when they contact that in themselves have an avenue for directing that energy in a fully conscious way that can greatly impact other people's lives. I mean, for me, if I had had sex at 15, I think my life would have been way different rather than having sex at 17 in a way that wasn't really connected to that true passion but was more taboo. It was more like, ooh, sex, right? As opposed to I have this feeling of energy within me that needs to be expressed. Um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know if that's, I, I I think I had all these great things come to me, uh, through my awakened sleep last night, my lucid sleep. Um, and I have a feeling there were one or two other ones, other little blips of things, but I think that's the majority of what I wanted to talk about. Um... Yeah, and, and I guess uh, to cap it off, <clears throat> um, every, everyone is going to have, I feel like we are collectively transcending the past of, as a species right now, everyone is, is transcending this feeling of um, ooh, differentiation and separation based on our cultures and backgrounds. And we're all coming to this point coming to a head where we can be a globalized species, which our consciousness has already transcended the limits of this planet in many ways and on many dimensions, but coming to a cohesive uh, oneness as a species is what is happening. And so we all have our own personal Baggage around this and our own personal shame and our own personal conditioning of feeling shame for no good reason. Or, you know, I can't speak for everybody because I only have my one intimate experience with myself, but I, you know, as a Caucasian person, um, I have this conditioning of feeling like uh, white guilt which is bullshit and other other people around me with different backgrounds have their own feelings of guilt and shame that are probably totally reflective and just appear differently in the language and concepts of how we um how we how we talk to ourselves about them but i just want to say that Oh, the last thing. Yeah. So the direction for all of this, I know I've been talking in all these different ways and intellectual ways and emotional ways and um, sociological ways and all this stuff. But the real truth is that all of this is navigated through the heart and we don't need to attach to any Concepts to any words to any forms of language. Um, But what we need to do is to find all of this that I was talking about is through feeling the heart in the body, feeling the sensation of the heart in the body through the solar plexus. We feel the heart and then we feel the resonance on that in the centered center of us in our solar plexus. The solar plexus is the place between the breasts um and feeling that resonance and using that as the gps for all of our actions and movements this filters the thoughts of the mind i have been very caught up in my mind historically and recently and i forgot that by tuning into the physical sensation of the heart resonance in this part of the body that filters the all of the thoughts of the mind that don't align with true frequency, which we all have all of these um, all of these kinds of thoughts. So, you know, fear and evil and duality and um, all this stuff. So, the physical sensation of the resonance, feeling the resonance in the heart, in the solar plexus, focusing on this and prioritizing this in our awareness all the time is what I am doing to heal myself and what we all do because that frequency, the heart frequency, is the connected space between all beings equally And that is the 5D, the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is the key to all of this. This is where we are meant to be living as a species on this planet. This is where we are meant to be globally, socially, in every way. The fifth dimension, the heart space, where we each are whole and complete unique beings that express and move together as one in a way where we are all free and full and whole and we act in a way where that freedom is expressed uniquely and fully without overriding anyone else's unique expression, without competing for space or of any kind and living in equal harmony by recognizing that all things are connected and all things are one. And that is the feeling and the realization of the heart in every moment. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you when I see you.